0: I think it's that fear of almost being too powerful. And when you know that you have that power and that control over your life and can, you can't, you can't blame anyone else for anything. You can't play the victim anymore. You have to be 100% responsible on whether or not you're taking action. Because like you can get all the guidance from your spirit guides you want, but if you're not taking action on it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Same with your intuition. You can have the best intuition, but if you're not acting on it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's why some people don't, because they don't want to have that responsibility.
1: Welcome to the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. I'm Lyann, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition, to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker podcast. If you got the intro clip, if you listened, you may or may not have figured out that this entire conversation with Melissa this week is going to be about tapping in to your spirit guides, your intuition, and why so many people don't want to go there. There's a fear, perhaps behind the knowing that you will become so damn powerful if you actually tap into yourself. And so this entire conversation is amazing. Melissa and I talk about how she found herself in this world of spirituality and tapping into spirit guides and using spiritual hypnosis, um, her personal experience, and actually what even hypnosis is, what the, you know, what people think it is, what it is, how our brain and our subconscious works. It's a fascinating conversation. I am always intrigued by this topic, especially on my own personal journey about tapping into that inner voice and knowing that when you listen to the whispers and the guidance that you are always, always receiving, you have to take action but also that if you don't take action, you will continue to get the whispers and the nudges until it's really, really loud. And sometimes the loudness comes in form of struggle. And sometimes that loudness comes in forms of sickness and illness and disease, or just a feeling unfulfilled, overwhelmed and depressed. And sometimes that, all those signs is your sign to tap more in to your knowing, using your spirit guides, connecting back to who you are. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. Melissa and I could have talked a lot longer, um, but we wrapped it up within, I think, 50 minutes. So again, I hope you enjoy. So grab that Java. Let's get started. Good morning, Melissa. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, we have spoken before, um, but I just am so intrigued always by people's stories on how they've gotten to where they are, and given my own awakening and journey, I think the listeners are really going to understand more of how I've connected with certain people for the show. So I would really love for you to introduce yourself, where you are in the world, and what it is that you do right now.
0: All right. Um, My name is Melissa Conkling. I'm a spiritual hypnotist and writer. Um, I live in Connecticut, but I work pretty much virtually doing all that good hypnosis stuff and coaching and all of that stuff. Um, What I mainly focus on right now is helping people connect with their spirit guides to help them gain more clarity and direction in their lives. So yeah, and using that basically using hypnosis to access that subconscious part of your mind because of So much when you're talking about spirituality, you have to have that faith. So you can't have that logical thinking part of you in charge. You have to tap into that subconscious part of your mind.
1: Yeah, amazing. Okay, so there's a lot here that I want to dig into because there. This at least in the world that we're in, and you know, and I know when when you get in these sort of communities and. On this journey, of course, you are surrounded by people that think the same way that are on the same journey. Um, So, but for people that maybe are just starting to awaken to that, before we get into this spirit guide aspect of things, I want to talk about hypnosis because... (laughs) I think, you know, I think there's maybe some myths about hypnosis and what it actually does, because you see all these things where people are put into hypnosis or hypnotized and then they talk like a chicken. Um, So, like, which I guess is possible, but let's talk about it and what it really is and how you use it just first, like what you said about getting into that subconscious,
0: right? So what hypnosis really is, is it's just a state of like lowered conscious mind activity. So you're getting into that subconscious part of your mind. It's basically a stage between awake and asleep. So it's something we all naturally go through every day when we are waking up and when we're going to sleep, if not other times, and most likely it's other times as well. It's kind of like when you kind of go into that flow state or when you're driving down the highway and don't quite remember the drive. That's a state of hypnosis where your subconscious mind is driving. So consciously you're not paying attention, but your subconscious mind is doing the driving. So that's why you get there safely. So it's really just, it's a natural state that we all go through. Um, a lot of people think it's like a mind control thing because of that stage hypnosis thing where people do goofy things and whatnot, but stage hypnosis, it's still that state of hypnosis. It's still people in that state it's just that the hypnotists are really good at picking people that are going to be good performers. Mm, okay. So it's choosing the personalities.
1: So very cool. Yes, right? I mean, I think again, not understanding how how the brain and the body work um, gets people confused as to what it does. So when we're talking about brain and I don't I'm sure you know this but like we've got different stages, right? The alpha, beta, theta. And so what point where are we when we're sleeping and where are we in and how does that change when we're in hypnosis
0: and what, Um, what can our brain hypnosis? Yeah. Delta is sleep. Hypnosis is um, alpha and theta um, different stages. Like you can be in a lighter stage of hypnosis, which would be alpha or a deeper state of hypnosis, which would be theta and both are helpful. Um, Everyone kind of remembers a different, amount from any given session and you have a different experience every single time like even if you listen to the same recording it'll be different every time um because you're constantly changing so you're getting something different out of it every single time and that's why like some people uh, if they listen to a recording or they do a hypnosis session they just think they've fallen asleep but almost always that is not the case like yes I have had clients fall asleep and I know that but they're like throughout a session, I'll like give them little directives to, and when I notice that they're confirming, that means even though they think they're asleep, they're still answering me and like just asking them to nod their head or something like that. And it's easy to tell that difference. Like when they stop responding, that means that they may have drifted into sleep and I just have to kind of bring them back. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's funny because people always think that. And like I said, there's that whole mind control thing, but the fact is like, We're in our subconscious mind, but that conscious part of our mind, that gatekeeper, still never goes away. It just kind of goes to the background. Mm -hmm. So if I were to tell someone to do something that they didn't agree with, they would just ignore that because they'd be like, nope, that's not for me.
1: Okay. I don't like
0: that idea. So. And that's the conscious mind kicking in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I listened, I was listening to something the other day and I honestly can't remember. It was about, I think it was Einstein who used to get a lot of his um, sort of creative ideas and went into this state where he would lay on the couch in the middle of the afternoon with a ball. And as he started to drift off to sleep, the ball would drop and it would wake him back up. And then he would come out of this and have, you know, these, as we, I'm going to say in quotes, (laughs) air quotes, like downloads of Mm -hmm. his next invention or the next step that he had to, had to take to create. And so when we're, is that where he's getting in Right, he's not completely asleep, it's between asleep and awake where he's digging into the
0: subconscious part. Yep. And that's, it's an interesting thing to bring that up because that's, that is what I believe how we connect with the spiritual side of things, like the super conscious, like universe, all of like, where all of our ideas and everything come from, My guess is that that's exactly what he was tapping into. And it's when he gets that logical, critical part of his mind out of the way, he's able to tap into those ideas and really receive them without like overanalyzing it before it's even there.
1: Yeah. So let's, um, what got you into this work? Like, how did you end up into hypnosis? Because that's not really, you know, (laughs) I don't know very many people that do what you do.
0: Right. It was honestly not intentional at all. Um, It all kind of happened by accident. I was working with a network marketing company. I had just joined like selling CBD, I think at that point in time. Okay. And which helped me a ton with like social anxiety and whatnot. It was great. Yeah. But as I joined that, like I happened to see someone in like the team Facebook group, posted something about a hypnotic marketing class, like just images to use, wording to use on social media for, you know, marketing your business. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. It was like $37. Why not? I'll check it out. And then I started watching the instructor's videos and I realized like, oh, she's like an actual hypnotist and she teaches people, how to become hypnotists. So I started getting more intrigued. And then I took the marketing class. It was fantastic. And I was always someone that thought I couldn't be hypnotized because no. i had been to different stage hypno- hypnosis shows, never like where they do the stuff with the audience to test how digestible you are. Nothing ever happened for me. I was like, no, that's just, I don't think I can be hypnotized. And then in the class, I was watching the video on a flight home from vacation, one of the videos, and I thought I had fallen asleep. And so I kind of got annoyed and I started the video over and I was like, and I realized that I remembered every single thing she said. I was like, Oh, I wasn't asleep. I was in hypnosis because she had described what happens in hypnosis about how like you remember everything, but you might think you're not paying attention. And that's exactly what happened. And I messaged her. And at that point in time was like, okay, I need to know more about this. So I took like her intro to hypnosis course and then went on to get certified with her. So it was not something really planned. Like before that had happened, I was getting more and more into meditation. And I had actually been thinking of um, becoming a meditation instructor. And then I found this instead. And it was kind of like, I just, I think of hypnosis just as kind of like meditation on steroids, just like a little bit deeper (laughs) so.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was actually going to go there. So thank you for that. Um, because that's what I mean, I am a meditation teacher. And so that's why I was going to say like and ask like what, you know, meditation on steroids. That's awesome. I can actually just visualize that. Um, because I know the benefits of meditation and you can use it for so many things, right? Stress, relief, rest. And yet for me personally, I know that it, it also allows me to tap into that inner voice. So I love yeah. that you brought that up so much. Um,
0: yeah. there... I think one of the biggest differences between meditation and hypnosis is really the intent behind it. Because mm. hypnosis, because you're getting into that subconscious part where like all of your habits and beliefs and everything are formed, you can kind of rewire it. That's why it works for like quitting smoking and weight loss and that kind of stuff. Because it like changes your habits if you want it to. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest differences is just the intent behind it.
1: Cool. Okay. And so when you talk about that, when you're talking about sort of rewiring that subconscious, what do you like, and we'll get into with not just like the spiritual guide, I really want to talk about that, but like when we're talking about that, about doing changing habits and rewiring, what is it and how fast can it happen
0: when you're in? It can happen very quickly. Um. A lot of it is like how motivated the individual is, mm-hmm. but most people notice some sort of change after one session. Mm. Okay, like it's I don't, it's interesting. Like I was working with a client who's actually a good friend of mine. Is um, it last summer? Last summer, I think. And his he just wanted help to like feel more comfortable being like his authentic self. Like, which I've always seen him as someone that seemed very confident, but he like over the years, noticed himself like kind of hiding from people and being a lot less social than he used to be. And it was like affecting stuff with like his kids and that kind of stuff. And we do one session. I get a message from, it was on a Friday morning. I get a message from him Sunday evening, just saying, thank you. I had the best weekend with my kids. And it was like longer than that, but I was like, wow, it changed that quickly where he was like just able to be himself and like at like family parties and whatnot Mm -hmm. so so what is it it what
1: is it that's happening in there what's happening in our brain when we're tapping into the subconscious um
0: it I mean it's going to be different for everyone but it's like letting go of those like negative self-talk letting go of you know different blocks or whatever it may be like some people don't like the word block because it like think there's like actually something stuck in there but you know whatever it is that's blocking you from living your life the way you want to like Mm -hmm. just getting rid of those old habits old patterns of thought old you know whatever it may be and just replacing it with something new because it's not enough to just get rid of the old one you have to replace it with something new because otherwise like you're going to pull something in. So it's like, especially like with something like quitting smoking, they have to replace that habit with something that's going to be healthy. You can't just quit smoking Mm. because then if you don't replace it with something like drinking a glass of water, every time you have a craving for a cigarette, it might turn into, I'm going to eat food now every time. And that's not going to be helpful either, which is why people gain weight when they quit smoking. (laughs)
1: It's because ah, yes. they don't
0: replace <laughs> it with a healthier habit. Okay. Everyone thinks it's like, has something to do with the actual smoking. It's not, it's just replacing the habit with something else.
1: Ah, okay. I got it. Right. So that's makes sense where you're, yeah, get you, are unblocking or getting rid of one thing, but you have to be able to replace it with something else To
0: Yeah. Buy it. So, and like when you're talking about mindset, like if you're getting rid of the negative self-talk, replacing it with positive, like reinforcing the positive side of things, like putting in the confident messages or whatever it may be. Right.
1: And um, so that's why sometimes having just the saying the affirmations without doing the previous work of getting rid of the old thoughts first, aren't just going to work, right? Like you can't right. just say, I'm now, you know, I'm, I am wealthy. I am whatever right. If you haven't got rid If of- you don't
0: believe it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't believe it, it, you're just, you might be saying it and you'll get used to saying it. But if your conscious mind, if that like gatekeeper in your mind is saying, nah, that's not true though, right. then it's, it doesn't matter. And that's why, like, even with affirmations, like, phrasing them to something that you can actually believe is the most important part. Like, it might not be, I'm a millionaire. It can be, I'm becoming a millionaire. You can believe that, but you, Like I know right now, I'm not a millionaire. So if I tell myself a millionaire, I I'm lying to myself. That's affirmations can't be lies. They have to be something you believe.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I think that's there's a lot of that out right now. You're you know you see that so much, and it's like it doesn't work that way. Your brain just again that logical part of us that's there to keep us safe is going to say call bullshit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I know, like you really tapped into how you're using the hypnosis as the way to connect. And so connect. And and what I mean is that is touch your spiritual guides to your higher self. And we'll get into that. But was there something personally that happened to you that brought you into this
0: sort of like awakening? Um, Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, I will. I'll share that story. It's an emotional one. Okay. Um, if, so you feel, always, if you feel aligned yeah, to do so, so well. please. It's, it's something I've shared a little bit, but not probably not as much as I should. Um, but I've always been into spiritual stuff, like probably since the time I was in high school. And it's always been something that I kind of like dabbled in. But as far as like actually like doing it like career wise, I always thought like you had to some have some sort of magical power to really do that. And I kind of started realizing like, wait no, anyone can do this. So there was that. And I noticed that like, especially as I was getting more into hypnosis and started like seeing the link to the spiritual side of stuff, which isn't something we're necessarily trained in. Right. Um. So it was something I would kind of figured out on my own. And when that really became incredibly obvious was actually when my dad died. Mm-hmm. Um, he died of COVID before the vaccine came out like a month or so before. So we weren't able to visit him in the hospital. He was there by himself. It sucked. And it was one of those, like, you know, knowing he was probably terrified by himself in the hospital dying. I was kind of like, okay, there's got to be something I can do to help him. And I just kind of like went into like a meditative self-hypnosis state. And this was like, it was at night. I want to say it was like 10 or so at night. And it was just kind of like tapped in like, okay, what can I do? And I kind of got into that connecting with my higher self side of things. And all of a sudden I was just like, all right, just like project love in his direction. And that's what I did. And like, I remember my body just feeling incredibly warm. Like it just filled with this warmth. And at some point in time, I kind of drifted off and I asked him to send me a sign when he crossed over. And at one point in time, I heard the sound of a wooden box closing was Mm. a very distinctive sound. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and realized I had a missed call from my sister saying that he had passed away. Uh. And then I woke up and I realized that the wooden box was the sound of a jewelry box he had given me. That was in my nightstand right next to my head. It was that sound of like wooden blocks closing and Like, as soon as I saw the call from my sister, because it was like 11 o'clock at night at this point, I'm like, uh, I know what that is. Yeah. And no doubt that the sound was the sign that my dad sent me. Absolutely. The jewelry box was closed in a drawer. It did not close. (laughs) So, (laughs) and that was kind of when I realized like, oh, this hypnosis stuff is powerful. (laughs) Like beyond just like changing habits and mindset and whatnot. I'm like, there's something there. Mm. So yeah, oh. that kind of like changed the trajectory of where I was going with hypnosis. Yeah. I'd been focusing on weight loss mainly because it's what people started coming to me for. Okay. And like, personally, I used hypnosis to lose 40 pounds. So I know what freaking works, <laughs> but right. it's not what I wanted to do. It yeah. was boring me. Like it, I, I kind of reached like as far as I could go with it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, thank so, you yeah. for sharing that. I I've got actually like, I'm my legs are tingling and feeling the energy from that because yeah there's so many signs and little synchronicities and things that happen when we actually open up and um start to see what's going on around us and like you like I've dabbled in all of this uh, in as a younger child like same thing 12 into high school and then it's sort of you know life happens and you're told to be realistic and that's ridiculous mm-hmm. and that doesn't exist and and then it's like wait a minute there's got to be something more right, right. there's got to be something more
0: um, and I so think I, that yeah in itself like that's why kids like have imaginary friends yeah. that's why they connect with spirit so much because their conscious mind isn't fully developed until they're like yeah. 7 or 8 so they don't have that doubt they don't have that thing telling us to be realistic yeah. they just trust it yeah
1: Yeah. And my, my youngest is nine and um, he's very different. Like he came in as, as my friend and I say, he came in on a different template and he's always asking the questions about death. He's always asking those. And I really try to cultivate that. Like it's a good thing to talk about. There's nothing to be fearful of. And, um, and I really try to, like he has all these, you know, like you said imaginary friends and things he talks to things and I want it to stay and let him keep going and try not to have that you know be more realistic don't talk yeah. about that like just be yourself be your do whatever you want like tap into that more because
0: and doesn't. It. it's so interesting that we're told like be realistic when we're talking about that kind of stuff yet how many people follow religions yeah and yeah. we're like, that's fine. But, you know, connecting with spirit on your own isn't realistic. That that just doesn't make sense to me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we could, you could go the way on how just society has evolved and how in that you, you don't want people to have their own mind and their own thinking, go to church, be part of a religion where you have to believe in something outside of yourself, right? Like, right. And then we look at where people are living lives on autopilot and people are not living to their true potential or their authentic self i mean we want to go back there and look at religion right. that's, that's a great way to keep people
0: programmed i found a study on spirituality and is mostly based on american people and i'm like i have the statistics right in front of me because yeah. I'm working on a book proposal so yeah it's Almost 65% of Americans have their own way of connecting with God without church, hey. which I found that number surprisingly high. It's like, wow, yes. that's a lot more than I thought it would be. And I'm kind of impressed. Good job, people. Yes. That's yes. Amazing. Yeah, like, I certainly wouldn't. They're realizing off. that they don't have to rely on priests. They don't have to rely on being in a certain building to yes. connect with God or spirit or whatever you want to call it. And that's great yeah do you
1: have a like when when did that study come out uh
0: 2021 okay so it was mainly like post pandemic and like Uh the changes in how people feel about spirituality after the pandemic wow interesting I think how I wonder it would
1: be really interesting to know what that was before COVID
0: yeah I I have it somewhere. Like it's oh, all yeah. in the
1: study. I'll share it with you because it's yes, a very please. interesting study. Because I so. I mean, I think right as we evolve and as the consciousness rises with, with the collective, that yeah, there's things that are happening. Um, People aren't willing to stay in the 30 year job that's sucking the life out of them. People are doing different things and the generation's yeah. changing. So it'd be very interesting to know if COVID definitely brought something on there for sure. Hmm.
0: Yeah. The numbers, like pretty much we're all going more people connecting more spiritually rather than religion. Like that number is changing all the time and always going towards spiritual, but not religious. It's increasing more and more, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very interesting study. Yeah. To say the least
1: for sure. So yeah, I'd like to uh, follow up with you on that for sure. So right now let's dive into how you're using the hypnosis. So You mentioned you used to use it as uh, helping people with weight loss. And you're like, that's not not fulfilling you anymore. And then you tapped in. And so I know personally, and I meant to actually tell you before we started, is that I've done your Connect With Your Spirit Guides meditation. And the very first time was incredible. And then I did it again. And it was similar, but different. And so maybe we can go through what it is that you do with with that.
0: Which one the one in the master class? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. So maybe we can talk about first of all spirit guides and how you're using uh, your hypnosis for
0: people to connect to that. Um yeah. I mean, I mainly use hypnosis. I use a combination of things to connect with my guides. It always ends with writing because I find that everything comes out through writing. That's all I do. The hypnosis or meditation and i have two one's a deeper hypnosis one's a lighter side so it's more of a meditation and it just helps kind of get into that relaxed subconscious mind state and then just kind of guides you through some questions to ask your guide and like help you connect with them and whatnot and then just get those answers and then write them all down when i'm done it's pretty simple but it's powerful um And this is where it's one of those things that we didn't necessarily learn in hypnosis training school, but so we have our conscious mind, which is that logical thinking part of our mind. We have our subconscious mind, which is pretty much everything else. It's our intuition, our imagination, creativity, all of where our beliefs and habits and everything are formed. And so our conscious mind is about 5 to 10% of our mind power our subconscious mind is the other 90 to 95%. Then outside of that is the superconscious which is the universe all that is whatever you want to call it and that's where the spirit realm is. So the bridge between the subconscious mind and the superconscious is our higher self that's like our individual connection to it. So when you're using getting into your subconscious mind in hypnosis it allows you to tap into that spirit side. That's it. how it works. And so when people kind of go from that conscious mind and try to go directly to ev- all that is, you're overanalyzing things. That critical part of your mind isn't allowing you to tap in the same way that connecting with your subconscious and higher self will, because it's just a direct connection. Okay. So, yeah, Very that's cool. How it works. Um, which is one of those things. Like, I don't know how I know that. I just do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right. And and then that's part
1: of your knowing Yeah, is that you just know. And we talk about, I talk about this a lot, right? Because you, you Mm -hmm. just probably have a reaction when you talk about that, where it's like in your body, you can feel a sensation probably where you're like, I just know, like, this is the yeah. right thing.
0: And honestly, so I'm writing a book on spirit guides now, and I was writing this one chapter and all of a sudden I just started writing. I was like, mm-hmm. I I couldn't even tell you, like, it was one of those things like, oh, that's what I'm doing. That's different. Like all of a sudden, I, like, as I was writing, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I just, until I was writing it down, didn't, had never put it in those words before. Okay. I was, like I I knew it worked. I knew it was yeah. doing something, but as I was writing, it was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, but right. Since then, I was like, oh, got it. That's, and, you know, probably that's why I'm writing a book so I can get that clarity for myself. Yes. It's, like in writing, I'm also tapping into that side of myself. Like I always listen to like meditative music when I'm writing because I tap into that subconscious part of me and just let things flow.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people... Do you think they're afraid to tap into that?
0: Yes. I think and a why? lot of people are. Why? Um, I think it's that fear of almost being too powerful. And when you know that you have that power and that control over your life and can, you can't, you can't blame anyone else for anything. You can't play the victim anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to be 100% responsible on whether or not you're taking action. Because like you can get all the guidance from your spirit guides you want, but if you're not taking action on it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Same with your intuition. You can have the best intuition, but if you're not acting on it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's why some people don't because they don't want to have that responsibility.
1: Hmm. And that's a... That's a belief, that's a program and that's been put yeah. in there, right? Through it's, whatever.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a lot easier for people to say like, oh, that's just the way it is, can't do anything about it. It's easier to say that rather than, oh, that's the way it is right now, but I could change it if I wanted to.
1: Oh, uh, yes, and... yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so true, right? People would rather um, have other people take care of them or be the victim, right? And rather than yeah. saying, I can make a different decision. I can choose again.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, I don't really like my job. I could stay here forever or get a new one. But how many people stay in jobs where they're miserable because they just don't feel like getting a new one? Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. Like you're choosing what you're doing. Like yeah, some people were in situations that aren't ideal. That happens. But you can always do something to change it right? Exactly. Even if it's just changing yeah. your mindset around it. Yeah. You can change that. If you can't change the actual physical situation, change your mindset around it. That that's up to you.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think gratitude comes into, right? It's, and, it, mm-hmm. and again, it's not going from zero to a hundred, just go to the next best feeling yeah. where you can I think change.
0: Even with gratitude, I feel like like gratitude is so important and so powerful but some people almost use to sort of like flip something, like they'll look for something that's bothering them and find what they're grateful in that for. But it's way more powerful if you actually focus on things you are grateful for, rather than trying to flip things around. Because mm-hmm. again, that's where your critical mind is coming in. Like, I'm not really happy about it, but I'm going to pretend I am. Like, yep. that's where we get that toxic positivity thing. Like No, focus on what you actually are appreciative for, because yeah. so then the feelings are genuine. Yeah. Rather than forced.
1: Well, yeah. And and that's where your energy is going to go. Right. If yeah. you look at the things now, there's always times when, you know, inconveniences and things. But when you can see what the good is that came out of right. that, that's a little different than saying, I hate my job, but I'll f- I, I'm going to be grateful for it. Like that's right.
0: Or I'm know? stuck in an hour long traffic jam. This is great. I'm yeah. so glad I have this extra time to listen to the radio. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That sounds like Don't try to fool yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although I, it's funny you say that because I lately our traffic is, I mean, it's nothing like New York City or some places, but, um, you know, for me to have to spend traffic, even 45 minutes to an hour home is sometimes I'm thinking, I could be doing something else with my time, obviously, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this time to actually, you know, listen to a book or... Yeah you know think and it's funny because I've had a lot of very interesting things pop into my head it's almost like you can drive on autopilot because mm-hmm. you're
0: just because you know it. how to do it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like oh I had a really great idea on the way home because your mind can just sort yeah. of flow and, and and float away and daydream
0: I don't think yeah, can do that that's why we have those magic those magical ideas when we're in the shower, when we're doing like mindless stuff, because that's when our conscious mind goes away and we're tapping into that subconscious part of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, Like that name that you forgot and it was driving you nuts, all of a sudden pops into your mind when you're like conditioning your hair. That's why. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, right. Because we're relaxing that, that conscious part of our brain. And I, for me, meditation, right. It's allowing those thoughts to come and then to go away and go. And then, oh, wait a minute. That's what I was trying to, Not trying, but it's like, that's what I remembered or, you know, came to me out of the, what seems to be out of the blue. Well, it wasn't out of the blue. It's because you allowed your, your barriers to
0: break down. Like it was there. Like your subconscious mind remembers every single thing that has ever happened to you Mm. from like the time you were born and even before. Yeah. So it's all there. You're just not accessing it, but it's all there.
1: It's all there. So when and we so, tap into
0: that part of our mind, we're yeah. able to
1: access it. And so when we're talking about tapping into the, our spirit guides, does everybody have their own spirit guide? Yeah. Um,
0: a bunch of them. A bunch of them. A bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think the way I think of it is, and spirit guides can, in my opinion, can be anything. It could be a tree. It could be a body of water. It could be mm-hmm. a past loved one. Like my dad is one of my spirit guides. It could be an ancestor. It could be a total stranger. It could, And it, it could be like different deities. It could be pretty much anything. Now, obviously angels, all these things. So I feel like so many people are just focused on like spirit guides being an ancestor or a past loved one mm-hmm. that they almost are missing the other guides that they could possibly have. And what I have found is that I have different guides dedicated to like different aspects of life. Like I have a love guide. I have a career guide. I have a friendship guide, like all of these different guides. And they, sometimes they come in together. Like I had to show up together the other day and it was interesting because I feel like, I feel like in life, everyone kind of, thinks they have to focus on one thing first and then they can focus on the other. Like you're f- focusing on your career. You can't focus on mm-hmm. having a relationship all at the same time, like that kind of stuff. So two of my guides came in with the specific message of you can do both at the same time. Wow. It's like, Oh, look at that. So but yeah, sometimes they team up. And I think, I think what our spirit guides are and how they're coming to us is before we took form in our current bodies we have a spirit team that we all kind of hang out with and I think our guides are part of the soul groups that we have Mm -hmm. in a sense
1: Mm -hmm. yes um have you read uh the soul I think it's called the soul's plan I think Mm -hmm. where it Mm -hmm. talks about those soul groups and how there's the plan like you you come into this incarnation with a plan that you've agreed upon
0: i haven't read that one i've read um sacred contracts okay yep that one and it came out like years ago this this is what's crazy about when i started getting into this spiritual side of hypnosis is i started looking on my bookshelf and realized i had books on this stuff going back 20 25 years i was like I've been into this for that long and I've just kind of like keeping it and like, you know, I've moved a bunch of times. I get rid of books. Those books are always the ones staying, following me around for decades. Yeah, And so that one talks about like how we come here with a mission that we agreed upon beforehand and also Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, who is a hypnotist who does like between lives regression and past life regression. Yeah. Very interesting. And it talks about like what we do after we die and preparing for our next lifetime. And like talks about the soul groups and all that kind of stuff. It's very yeah. interesting.
1: It's also I, I I think and it's funny you say, you know, you've you've had these books and things that have followed you. Um there's books that like again, 10, 15 years ago that at the time I was like, Oh, I I I I need this book, but I couldn't resonate. It didn't, like, it, it literally, like, one of Eckhart Tolle's books, literally over my head. Like, I, the, I read the
0: book. The power I, of Now?
1: Yes. Did not.
0: Yeah. Did that not. one took me a while. Yeah. I got that when it was brand new. Yeah. And I don't think I finished reading it until maybe 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. Right? And it was like. And I got it, it like, when I was, I was in college. Yeah. It's like, this makes no damn sense to me. And then all of a sudden, right, as you start to awaken, as you start to tap back into remembering who you are, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get it now. Like, it actually makes sense now.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes you're just not ready for things yet. Like, you know, you want that book and you know, there's something in there for you. Yeah. But you're not really ready to receive that information yet. You're not ready to process it, but you hold on to it because, you know, one day you're going to be.
1: Yep. (laughs) yeah so fascinating right and then there's other things that you just you let go of but there's a pull like there's this knowing again even though you can't really explain it that you need to hold on to these books find that find that so interesting which I've just recently again I think it's all timing right where we we just need to it's all timing and things will pop up our spirit guides will our, and and will continue to show us the things, but until you're ready.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing because like with spirit guides, particularly, like I had been trying to connect with my spirit guides for a while and it wasn't working. Like I was following other people's methods and whatnot. And it wasn't until I kind of started doing my own thing with hypnosis and all that kind of stuff and let my, just let myself just have fun with it hmm. and it changed. And it was because I was only doing what other people were saying. So I wasn't trusting myself. I wasn't letting myself know. But then the first guide that came through, I realized like I had been, I think like a year before I was doing an intuitive development thing. And I kept like getting like little visions of a certain scene. And then when this guide came through, his name is Frank. He's a rancher in Wyoming. Um, random, random. Um, <laughs> as soon as he came through i was like that's what those signs were mm-hmm. he had been sending me signs for over a year that i consciously knew of so they'll like our guides want to connect with us mm-hmm. we're just not yes. receiving the messages for whatever reason for whatever. either we don't realize our messages from our guides we're not ready for the messages yeah or we don't believe the messages but they're trying they want to connect with us yeah. We just have to let them and get ready to receive the information. And then once I realized that, it was like guide after guide after guide, and some of them were just like introducing themselves and told me like, I'll be back later when you're ready. You're not, I'm just introducing myself now. Very cool. Which Very strange.
1: Yeah. And I think some people will never, this is the part where I was like at the beginning, it was like, But everybody needs to know this and I need to, you know, it's like you want people to understand what's possible and yet it's like people will only be ready when they're ready.
0: Yeah. You know, that's the thing about spirituality. Like we all have a connection with spirit in some way. We are spiritual by nature. Yeah. But it's up to us whether we believe that. It's up to us whether we do anything with it. That is that free will side of stuff. Yeah, like, like I said, you can get all the guidance from your spirit guides you want, but you still have to take that action and you have free will on whether you're t- going to take their advice or not. Cause all it is, is advice. Yeah. But I
1: think in order to live our most fulfilled, abundant lives, they're here to give, to show us the pathway, right? That's actually they're, they're lighting it up like a friggin' like runway. Right. And when you choose to go another way, okay, again, that free will, but, you know, maybe your life is going to go down a different road, which is fine again. Right. But you, then when you start to realize that this is not where you're supposed to be, it's like, oh, I see the signs and you can look backwards and go, oh, oh.
0: (laughs) But yeah, like, and that kind of goes back to that idea of like having a soul contract. Yeah. Yes. know what that is. So they're going to give you the advice that is in alignment with what your mission on this yep. planet is. Oh, And I find like, if you're trying to manifest something and trying to call something in and it's not working, it might just be that that's not what you're meant to do. Yep. Yes. Like even within business, like when I was working on working with weight loss, like my business was going really well at first and then it just kind of stopped. Mm. And that's when I kind of realized like, oh, it stopped because I was manifesting the wrong thing. Yes. because That's not what I'm meant to do. Oh my
1: gosh. I totally get that so much. Like I've been on this journey for a while and it's like, you know, when you go and it's like, oh, and then you hit a wall and then you have to really discern whether or not it's the fear of going forward with this thing, or it's just not the right, right. thing. And
0: I feel like so many people want to say it's like self-sabotage or that kind of yeah. stuff. It's like, no, it might just be that, like, yes, it is self-sabotage because that's not what you're meant to be doing. Yes. So you're yeah. sabotaging that thing that isn't right for you.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, and that's okay. And that's that's a good I, thing in the long run. Better to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Kind of like staying in a bad relationship, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you have to really you ha and again, it's all awareness, right? Like you can, we talk about it so much. It's like the whispers will turn into the, the little bit louder and a little bit louder. And then you're getting hit by the two by four. Well, right. maybe you should have just listened to the whispers.
0: Right. And if you're you know? getting that like same little intuitive hit over and over and over again, don't ignore it. It means something. Yeah. And it could be like the simplest thing. Like when I started like getting more and more of these ideas, like business wise, I had just left my full-time job and this was when I was still working with hypnosis for weight loss and my business just stopped as soon as I left my job. And it was like, I felt like it was irresponsible and all I wanted to do was be outside in nature. I was like, I live by the beach. I was like, I want to go to the beach. I know I should be working on my business. I should be like, you know, making stuff happen. But I would, I'd go to the beach and I was having all of these amazing ideas, all of these like different creative downloads, all that kind of stuff. And also I was doing all of my marketing while I was laying on the beach. Like, but that like, you know, responsible, normal side of things was telling me like, no, you have to be in your office to actually be working. Like, no, I can do anything I want at the beach right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I like actively have a client. And I yeah. still could probably do work with a client while I was at the beach. It just might be a little loud in the background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's really good. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I it's that whole hustle, yeah. hustle, a culture my, mentality where, again, you've got to be sitting in the box, doing the thing in the right spot. It's like, no, right. no, like we're not but, meant to be that way.
0: Yeah. But what I started realizing is that, so I was having all of these calls to like either go walking in the woods or go to the beach. Yeah. And then when I started connecting with my spirit guides and really started developing my intuition more. I realize that it's so much stronger when I'm near water and when I'm in a, in the woods, like, that's why I w- was having those calls yeah. because that's where I am the most tapped into my intuition and most connected to spirit.
1: I love it so like, much. Yeah. So those,
0: that little call that just seemed like it was being irresponsible. And I just wanted to go to the beach. Yeah. Wasn't. It, wasn't, it was, it was happening for a reason mm. and it was to connect with that side of me.
1: Yeah. Such a great lesson for people to take away right from this is that you need, again, though, people need to be aware. And sometimes that's, that's gotta be the first step. But when you are feeling that, maybe that frustration or that overwhelm, and it's saying, go to the beach, go take a walk, just freaking go do it. Go bake a cake.
0: Like, don't put it off and like, treat it like it's going to be some present for yourself when you've done enough for the day. Like do it mm -hmm. now. And like, I live like 10 minutes from the beach so I could I literally go for like an hour or two. It's not like I'm like go doing like 8-hour beach day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I have red hair. I can't go to the beach that long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, sometimes that's all it takes, right? Yeah, it, it, And that's why I really promote the whole like give yourself a 5 to 10 minute break during the day to just sit in your own energy wherever that might be like whatever you have around you because it's just turning things off to turn things on. Right. I think is a great way to put it. I'm loving this conversation. So, but I know I should probably wrap it up.
0: I know. Um, I feel like we could just have this conversation for hours. (laughs) I know,
1: but okay. So what right now though, Melissa, what is lighting you up? I know that you have a book that just came out and it sounds like you're writing in other ones, but tell me
0: what it is. In this version of you, what's lighting you up? Um, It really is writing and I have always enjoyed writing but I never really I don't know I never considered myself a writer before Yeah. and all of a sudden I think it was last year and it was when I started really connecting with my spirit guides more and the whole writing became a big thing and I just I love it so oh. and it's like writing about all of this stuff that we're talking about and then what I'm kind of doing is as I'm developing different courses, like I have the course on connecting with your spirit guides and a book that's going along with it. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the direction I'm going in where I want to have like a course and a book to go with all of them. So they're kind of like a matching set in a sense. Yeah. Oh, amazing. It's like that reading and then the practical, like putting it into action through the course. Mm -hmm.
1: So good. I can't wait for that. So where can the listeners? find you. And if there's anything, one last thing, I think we've talked about how to really connect with the, the guys that doesn't, you know, taking that time, but where can they find you follow you learn all the good stuff.
0: Um, you can check out my website. It's Melissa And you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group um, called everyday alchemists it's about spiritual development and all this stuff, but I'm on Facebook all the time. Yes. That's you a are. good place That's... to find me really.
1: Yeah. And actually, I usually at the beginning of the uh, the chat, I usually tell the listeners how we know each other. And that is how we, we Facebook groups, um, yep. some some Facebook groups that we've connected in. So I appreciate you so much for taking the time out today to talk about this. And like I said, we could keep going because this journey has been, yeah, it's opening up to that there's something, another, you know, source that's guiding us. I think would change the world if everybody could tap into that.
0: Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. And I think as more people realize that they can connect with with themselves, by themselves, for themselves, they don't have to go through someone else. They don't have to go through a religion. Like they do, you can do it yourself, however it feels right for you and trust that you can, it's going to open up doors for people that they didn't even know were there
1: yeah, trust is the big thing, right? Just getting past the programming that, and it's that saying, right? That everything you need really is inside of you so much. It is. Awesome. Thank you so much. And if if you've loved this episode uh, as much as I have and want to find more, obviously I'll put everything in the show notes, Melissa. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipworker podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.